Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. What does it actually take to start from zero and what does it not? What's a waste of time? What works? What doesn't? So many people are lost and confused and even disoriented about what it takes to get started online. And the truth is, it's very simple. Also, success rests in the dirty details. There's so many tiny things people get hung up on when they're starting something online. These tiny details are addressed in this podcast where you watch me mentor people over their shoulder directly based on their personal situation. So listen closely, listen to the whole episode, take in all the patterns, listen for the slow parts, listen for the fast parts, take in everything so you actually see what's required because there's things right now that you're currently missing, things that rest within the little parts of these episodes. Enjoy. All right, so today I'm talking to Liz. Liz, where in the world are you at right now? I am in San Diego, California. And what would you say your big goal for this call is today? To get clarity around what to do next. So most of my shows are starting from zero, but I think you can apply start from zero thinking to any situation and actually get a lot of clarity. So we're going to see if that works for this show. What would you do if you had $100 million in the bank? Ooh, um, I would be on a plane to New Zealand. And then what would you do when you got there? I would do everything. I would go to the Lord of the Rings Hobbit town <laughs> because I've always wanted to see it. I don't know why. And then I would probably do like a two week like hiking adventure. Then I'd go to Italy. What would you do after that? I'd probably move somewhere outside of California, buy a house and work to start a family, spend all my time with my family. And what would you do after that? Obviously, I would want to continue serving my clients. So five-year break, something like this? Ten-year break? No, no, not even a year break. It would be like maybe a month. I love what I do, so I'd want to get right back into it. Okay. So if you had like no fear and you could just channel the crystal clear clarity of the cosmos and it was like, Liz, stop being a little punk. This is what you need to do. This is what will make you happy. What would that answer be? Honestly, I'm turning my business into a more freedom-based business because right now I'm trading a lot of time. I feel like everything else would just fall into place, you know? So like if I had more time freedom, right now I'm doing a lot of things manually, which is part of why I wanted to talk to you and get clarity because I want to create a more scalable system so that I'm not doing things manually and trading time for income, you know, and for revenue. And the funny part is like, I used to have that. I used to have all the time in the world, but I didn't ever have anything to do because none of my friends did. But now that I'm like back in the business grind, building a new business, you know, I'm trading a lot of time and I'm really excited to get back to that point. I just don't know how to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you might know how. So you're telling me that you built these successful businesses, you've done all these things, and you're at a point now where you really don't know how? Well, to be clear, this new business is a totally different business model which I haven't done before. So, But didn't you build your initial businesses by kind of following your own path? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so that same intelligence that followed its own path, how would that same intelligence recreate your path where you are now? Oh, it would be automating as much as humanly possible. 
So let's get a little background for people. So can you give like a 60 second story of your journey here business wise? Yeah. So I started my first online business almost eight years ago now. And it was a health and fitness business for women. We had a membership site and sold digital products. So we were in the info product space, specifically for health, specifically for women. So I started it with my sister. We built up a whole brand around us being sisters and really created a community of a lot of women. I mean, we were serving over 100,000 women in our community at one point. And every single launch we did, we would get at least four or 5,000 people minimum. Paying? But then, yeah, so for launches. How much would they pay per person? We did a lot of pricing testing over the years, but we landed on a an annual membership for one ninety seven a year. So you'd do eighty thousand dollars or so in a launch. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So do you know what's interesting about that is if you charged two thousand, you probably might would have had more. It's so weird that the dollar amount kind of stays around the same. So like say you charge two grand, I wouldn't be surprised if you had around forty people join and you'd still make eighty grand. It's just something interesting. I mean, like, what do you think would have happened just as a thought experiment if you charged two grand instead of 200? Well, I don't know if that would have actually applied to that particular business because we did such high volume on everything, which means it was B2C. So we were appealing to a very wide spectrum of people, the large majority of which would never be able to come up with that. They didn't have the resources or the understanding of ways to come up with that kind of money. So, you know, it's tough to say. I don't know. If I were to go back and do that business over, I would definitely do a different model. I would make them smaller, more intimate groups, and I would definitely charge more. But I didn't know. I mean, I was 24 when I started that business. Okay, great. How'd you get yourself into the pickle that you're in? And by the way, I don't think you did the math on that totally correctly, because we were doing a lot more than 80,000 launch. 800,000? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think you missed maybe a zero. Zero here. Whatever. Was it more like between a half a million to a million dollars each time you launched? Yeah. So when we originally started, we started the first pricing structure we ever tested was a $47 a month pricing structure. But our churn rate was not good. So we switched it to an annual model because what ended up happening was a lot of people would forget, obviously, which I don't feel 100% great about. But people would just forget, you know, that they had this membership. And these are all the reasons why it just didn't feel like it was aligned for me anymore. So I don't know. It just, especially when my sister left the business, that's essentially what happened. She got married, decided to leave, took half of the assets. I was like, peace. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? But I had all this extra money and we had good money coming in still through brand deals and YouTube. So I just decided to take a year off and go travel. And I had no clue what I was going to do next. And in that year off, people started asking me like, what do you do for work? How are you doing all this stuff? I was like, well, honestly, I just have a bunch of money from YouTube. And so then, you know, enough people asked me where I was like, okay, there's clearly a market need. And I love YouTube. Of everything that we ever did, it was my favorite thing. So I did a beta launch for helping. I started with three people. I was like, could I do this? help support three people with getting their YouTube growth and monetization strategy set up. And it went really well. And I just really haven't looked back since. And it's a very fun job. And it's also a very different business model. So it's something I've not truly mastered. I haven't quite found like that sweet spot. It took us like four years to figure out in our first business that we should do a 197 a year membership. And I just haven't had, I mean, I'm going into my almost second year with this new business. So a lot of the same things apply, you know, sales pages, building funnels, all that stuff I can do 
you know, blindfolded upside down in a back alleyway. Like that's, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But the high ticket coaching model is a very different beast. So I'm wondering, like, part of me is like, has this been what, like what other people are doing in our community, especially? Is everybody working this hard to make their business work? And I'm like, it can't be. I refuse to accept that I'll need to be on sales calls and, you know, just so much time traded for the revenue for the rest of my life, which I understand there's solutions. Like, yes, I can hire someone to do the sales. Yes, I can hire, you know, a support team or a head coach. And that might be the way that I go and then just push volume or... Maybe there's a different way where there could be more of a recurring revenue model. So I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what I want to do, how it aligns, and I'm not sure what would be the best route to go. Cool. Let's jump straight into the like the biggest thing is, are you doing one-on-one coaching calls right now? I have a couple one-on-one clients, but we are shifting that because it's a lot of work. And as my group program starts to build up, I just don't have the resources to be able to continue to do one-on-one. I mean, we could just be clear so you don't want to. No, it's not that I don't want to. For the right people, I actually do want to. Okay. But it needs to be the right price tag to take me away from the higher revenue generating activities. Yeah. So the group calls, how often are those? So the one-on-one that I was doing before is shifting into a group model. That's part of the way that I realized like, okay, I have a bottleneck here. I need to just clump all these people in the same boat together. So that would be once a week. Will that solve your problem? I don't know if it will, to be honest. I guess we'll see. Like I'm a data-driven person, so I need to get some stats, you know, like, okay, if we keep doing this, how big can we grow it? Are the people still going to be able to get good results by being in a group model? I have all these reservations about it, you know? So let me tell you a couple of things. I'll speak out some things and you just think about, okay, so that same intelligence that carved your own path for you. If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. When you started at 24, can you track that feeling in your body right now? That same intelligence that did all that? Yeah. What's that feel like? Where's that at? Where's that located? It's like a drive in my, like my diaphragm area. Okay, good. So this drive in your diaphragm area. I want you to turn that on even more and just listen to the words that I'm talking about because we're going to pour some stuff into you and I'm gonna, you just think about as many things as you can, as many options as you can. There's no limit to what that thing can come up with while I share this stuff with you, okay? Okay. All right. So I want you to let you know that you're doing very sacred work because you are helping give people a voice on YouTube. That's very important giving people a chance to have their voice be heard. So first, I want to plant that seed. How do you feel about what I just said? Oh, I felt that my whole career. Like, I, that's great. why I'm so passionate about YouTube. Okay, great. So next, the way to build a business at light speed, like really fast, the way that happens is when you get the spine aligned and strong. The spine is a very clear customer that wants a very clear result that you give a very clear mechanism to. Now, I'll give you examples. So there's a very competitive space in the financial guru space. Dave Ramsey, have you heard of him? Yeah. So he's like the biggest. If you look at his spine, his clear customer are couples that are in debt. His clear result is become debt-free. His clear mechanism is something called the debt snowball where you pay the highest interest rate credit card first and then trickle that down. Dave blew up 
Next, he chose a marketing strategy that no other financial guru did. He went after churches. And he went through churches and said, come and learn how to have financial peace. And even use the language that a church would use, financial peace. And so Dave blew up this program by joint venturing with like every church she possibly could. And the pastors would get on board and they would promote this to their organizations, like tens of thousands of people across the country listening to these pastors offer an invitation to have financial peace. That's really smart. And then, of course, Dave Ramsey's course is telling you to give 10% to your church. So, of course, the pastor's pretty incentivized to teach this and even incentivized to sell it for Dave. I'm not even sure if Dave gave a kickback to the church at all. Who knows? But Dave got very clear couples in debt. Clear result, debt-free. Clear mechanism, debt snowball. Much more around it than that, but there's that. So then he went after a marketing channel that nobody had really looked at. So if you take this to yours, and then I'm going to go back to one other example, because when you have these things figured out, right now you're sort of caught in the misery of the fulfillment trap. Like you've got customers, you've got results they're wanting to pay for, but you're actually just, you're in misery fulfilling. So we're going to optimize that in a second. But first I want to get the beginning and end clear and just like reground it. Because it's like, this is my favorite insight ever in business. Like Dave Ramsey is like crushing the industry by having clear customer, clear result, clear mechanism. Most financial planners don't really have anything like that clear. Now, you mentioned and you expressed interest off the call where you don't really want to be the face long-term. The way that you do that is by getting very good at figuring out clear customer, very good at figuring out clear result, and then putting experts in place to fulfill your mechanisms for you. Mm -hmm. Figuring out the YouTube star that could teach you. Going out and getting the 10 top YouTubers to like interview them and then they're your mechanisms. So... Once you have this in place, and this could be where a little bit of the problem with your program comes in, but if you think about it, you have a very unique path to a great result, a freedom-based lifestyle with income to travel and do what you want when you want. And so you tell me, who's your clear customer and what's the clear result? Our influencers who are big on other platforms and they already have a product that they're selling, but they've never tried to do anything on YouTube. Perfect. And how many of those are your customers right now? Right now, I'm working with one, one-on-one. But so far, I've helped almost 10 businesses like that. How many paying customers do you have right now? In what offer? In the course or in the group thing? So YouTube thing, you have a course people buy, a group offering and a one-on-one offering? Yeah. The group offering. There's like 12 people right now. Okay. And how many of those 12 match the clear customer you've defined? Like one or two. And are you noticing an emotional drain because of that? Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Tell me a little more about that. Well, because I'm so committed to helping people get results. More committed to them than they are to themselves? Yeah, and it's tough. I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to see if it can land in your bones, okay? Okay. If you want something more than the person wants it themselves, you become part of the addiction. What addiction? The addiction to being out of alignment in their life. Flip the word addiction if it doesn't work. Part of the problem. But if you want something more than they want it for themselves, you you become part of the sickness. Because that person is not honoring their word. They're out of alignment. And it's very common. You could have like a free video course for these folks. That's like two or three videos that you can send people to that are not your ideal customer. Like these 11 folks, these 10 folks, just drop them. I'll tell you what I mean by that. 
Let them come to you. They paid. Let them initiate and use the resource. So this looks like this. You send, you, you write an email. You say, hey guys, um, I've noticed that I've been really drained because it feels like I've been wanting this success more than a lot of you or more than some of you. So what I've noticed is it's draining me to want this so bad for you and I'm not sure if you want it yourself. So I'm not gonna ask you if you want it yourself or not. I'm just gonna let your actions dictate that. So I'm gonna be here for you and I can help you, but you're going to need to take that action to show me that you want this because this is a team effort. And that's the kind of message you send out. And now all of a sudden you've got like this holistic, non-codependent, solid boundary. And dude, I mean, you might even set the boundary up front when people join like lesson one, two or three in your course. It's like, listen, I just want you to know I have a boundary as a coach and that boundary is this. I will do anything and everything I can to help you become successful if you meet me there, that kind of thing. What's happening for you right now? How is this landing? Yes, I mean, of course that makes sense. Right, but tell me everything that's going on. Let's make it real. Okay, so there's one particular client that I'm thinking of that has just been an absolute nightmare. Yet at the same time, we've also generated a lot of revenue from this particular client, but it is very draining. Boundaries are often crossed. I find myself having to reinstate boundaries all the time. And, you know, I really am at to the point where I've brought up the possibility of ending the relationship and like wishing them well. And it pretty much did say exactly that. And it's tough, you know, I don't know. What's tough about it? It's tough because I really care about this person and what they're doing in the world. I want to be able to help. And also, it's exactly what we're talking about. I can't do the work for this person. So I can guide them. I can tell them what to do, but I can't do the work for them. And so, you know, with this particular client, I am ready to end that relationship until they are ready to do the work that I've requested. However, I don't know if applying that to all of the other clients who are not as, they're maybe showing up like 70% of the time, some, you know, 85% of the time, but I don't feel like all but one are not showing up 100%. So what would that do to the revenue if I were to just be like, (laughs) if you're not 100% in always, like you're out? That's a lot of clients, you know? What would happen to the revenue? Haven't they already paid? Yeah, some are on ongoing contracts. What's the price for the group coaching? It's 5K pay in full, like quarterly or 19.97 a month for the three months. Like if they need a payment plan. So five grand for 90 days or two grand a month? Yeah. What do you say about quarterly? So when they finish that first 90 days, they have the option to roll into just ongoing. Ongoing what? Ongoing support. I mean, obviously, YouTube is a monster. You can't learn everything in 90 days. Right. So there's an offer for them to purchase something after 90 days? Yeah, like quarterly enrollments. What's that cost? Same cost. So how much do you value your well-being? A lot. You sure? (laughs) Well, based on results, (laughs) it's not exactly reflecting that right now because I'm literally bending over backwards doing gymnastics for some of these people. You know, so that's definitely part of why I feel like a slave to my business right now. Does it resonate that you love so fully that you forget yourself kind of thing? That used to resonate a lot more, but I think because I'm so committed to making this work and helping people and because I don't know how to do that in the most effective way, I'm just working like a maniac trying to figure it out. Well, so... You asked the question of what would that do to revenue? And I wanted to ask, is that question come from fear or love or scarcity or abundance or poverty or wealth? For sure, fear and scarcity. What would that same sentence, if it was based in love, how would love answer that question that you asked from fear? Well, I would 
probably just find other clients who are more aligned and it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Under 10 words. <laughs> Love is very simple. I really like this show on Netflix and uh, mom was just bullying her son into like swimming. Got to swim. You got to swim. And he just hated it. So he like, broke his hand so he wouldn't have to swim. God. That's how terrified he was of his mom. After all this hustle and bustle back and forth, his hand gets healed, comes back and is like, mom's like, all right, you can swim again. You can swim again. He's like, oh, I need some more time to heal. And then he like literally thought about punching a mirror to hurt his hand again. But someone walked in, caught him, et cetera. So long story short, this kid sits in front of the mom and says, listen, mom, I don't want to swim anymore because it does not make me happy. Why don't you want to work with these clients that drain you? It does not make you happy. And that could be enough. And then you have, from love, you're really clear on the customer. You know, this has been a common pattern. I'm working with a guy that does yoga, and he's just amazing. And I'm helping him with his clear customer. And his clear customer is someone who's got mastery of an area of their life, but they don't have mastery of their body. Mastery of business, no mastery of the body. Mastery of art, no mastery of the body. But they've demonstrated the skills to be able to attain mastery in something. Your clear customer is the same. Mastery of influencer, another category, not on YouTube. It just so happens that that conversation would be probably one-fifth easier, five times faster, and maybe five times more money. Imagine you go to the your website, and it's, I help influencers off of YouTube become sensations on YouTube, or whatever you say. You could go after them more aggressively. You could speak to them more plainly. You're not going to have to put the diapers on for them. They've been potty trained. They know how to do the work. It's a nice customer, Liz. And clear customer has been so hard for me because there's been so much self-sabotage around it. And when I look at clear customer, I've actually seen that I don't actually want to talk to anybody because there is such a risk of intimacy that I'd rather talk to just a big group of people than some isolated group. But I can tell you now at this point, there's two predominant customers, successful employees who've attained success and they're unfulfilled. And then the other is a business owner who's really miserable in their business. Like me? You're like so close to drinking the nectar though. Like most miserable business owners are like, they're in like four feet of mud. You know, you're like just dirty. You just need to get in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tell me like the marketing copy for this dream clear customer that includes both inviting them and then the result that they would want. Just like kind of wing it. Well, it would be something along the lines of, You've had YouTube on your radar for a long time. You keep pushing it off, but you know, there's a couple of things that really stand out for these people. Number one is a lot of them are like on Instagram or they have big email lists, but Instagram, especially I've had a couple of big influencers come to me and say, they actually really hate Instagram. It's like becoming less and less reliable. They want to diversify their assets and they want something that's more stable and isn't a time bound platform. Mm -hmm. Not here today, because, gone tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to have to always be on Instagram, even though, you know, they could do a launch and make $185,000 from Instagram. <laughs> but they're like, and I hate Instagram. I heard the first person that broke Google Analytics was some female Instagram influencer. She posted something, some kit to buy, and she had like 165,000 orders happen in like a minute or something and like broke the internet. <laughs> Broke Google Analytics. Yeah. How do you break Google? It wasn't a big businessman. It wasn't like some expert internet marketer. 
It was like a 20-year-old influencer on Instagram. Might have been Kylie Jenner, but I'm interrupting. Please continue. Yeah, so that's one of the big ones is having more of an evergreen organic type of strategy. And can you recognize that the source of your misery is not necessarily the structure of your business, but the selection of your customer? Yes, definitely. I mean, there's some sales calls I get on it where I'm like, you would learn a lot in this program. You're a great fit for the program, but I just know that you're going to be a nightmare client. I've had a handful of those. Did you enroll them? Only if they relentlessly followed up. I did not follow up with them. You know, you got to kind of get your teeth kicked in a bunch for this to, you know, set in. It's like you, you, like you tell an entrepreneur, like, do not pick an idea first. Just go talk to someone. Do not pick an, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. They go out and pick an idea, get their teeth kicked in for a year, come back and they're ready to listen. So yeah, you're getting your teeth kicked in and it's like, you're never going to do this. You're never going to make this mistake again. And if you do, it'll be a lot faster that you correct it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the challenge with serving influencers like that. A lot of times they literally, they've been running their business pretty much from their phone. And obviously with the internet, with things like Google and YouTube, there's a lot more tech that goes into it. I'm sure you can understand this, but they don't have any clue of any of that. Like not even the single clue. For years, people have asked me about a book, something simple that they could read that was completely comprehensive, that would help them learn how to start a business when they have no ideas, no money, no experience, no real expertise, when they're insecure, when they don't have confidence. How do you start from zero? How do you start a business when you don't even believe that you could actually help someone in the first place? It's all documented. There's now a path. It's a book. It's called Start From Zero, and you can pre-order it right now. Go to startfromzero.com and click on pre-order so you're first in line to read this remarkable book. There are over 15 different examples of employees, many who became millionaires in four years' time. It's absolutely possible, and you can do it. When you get the right training, go get that book right now. Startfromzero.com and click on pre-order. Let's get back to the episode. So it's tough because like, even though those are typically easier clients to work with and to help and they grow faster and they implement fast, there's also a pretty high learning curve for them because they're jumping from a phone app into the wild west of the internet. (laughs) Like there's like... The work goes a lot deeper and it's way more technical and complicated with someone like that versus someone who's brand new. Well, so here's what you did. You just wrote your copy to the Instagram influencer. That is like word for word how you would talk to them. Hey, you know, you thought about YouTube, you've been putting it off. But let me tell you, it's actually not your fault. It's not your fault because intuitively you've known it would be a lot of work. Intuitively, you've probably known that it's a lot of tech. Intuitively, you know you're moving from the mobile world into the wild, wild west of the internet. In fact, here are the things that you actually thought you had to consider. Now let me tell you what you actually have to think about. These are all the things that are going to be on your radar if you come into YouTube. And so it makes perfect sense why you put it off. But every day you put it off, your business is going to continue to stay at risk because Instagram could choose to not like you tomorrow. So even though this is all really daunting, this is exactly why I put the program together. So instead of taking four weeks or four years to figure out these list of things, you can get access to all this training blah, blah, blah right now. That's really good. Yeah. You wrote that. I'm just pointing out what you said. But yes, you talk to Instagram folks like that. So now I just want to like let this land a little more. Like I want you to take like a deep breath when you hear this. So it goes and penetrates beyond the mind. The misery with your business has more to do 
with the customers that you are targeting and allowing into your field. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And let the part of you that realizes you chose this is your fault, your responsibility, your misery was your choice. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was my choice. Just as long as we get that landed deep. Because a lot of people like maybe listening to this podcast are like, oh, my job is this. And they sit there and whine. You are choosing that. And until you see that, you are going to continue to play out victim. Oh, yeah. I'm fully aware that all good. of this is of my own creation. <laughs> well, good. I mean, it's. I'm hoping that it helps this landing for other people. So like, let's just, just reiterate this. You know, the misery of the business has a lot more to do with the selection of the customer than anything else. My top business mentor, he only works with the top successful people in his field. So he manufactures parts for like Caterpillar tractors, right? So like he won't go down to number three or four. Like he'll stay at Caterpillar, he'll stay at John Deere. He will not drop below them. He will not work with the number three player. He only works with the top one or two players in his industry. So when the recession hit and everything tanked, he had to pivot his business away from tractors to robotics. So he started manufacturing robotic parts. So when he learned to do that, what do you think he did? It works with the top two companies. The top two robotics companies. Yeah. Do you know what other manufacturers did when the recession hit? They scrambled to collect everyone else. And they sat there, complained, and whined about the recession, thinking that they are not at choice. Bruce literally just pivoted to where the economy was going. So like my income tripled the year of the recession. And I sold to real estate, which was the industry that was most impacted by the recession. Now, granted, I was only making 36 grand one year. And then I made 120 the next, you know, right when I was getting going. So we're at choice. We're always at choice. We just take that on as a belief. It's very important because then you start to get real uncomfortable because you're like, oh, crap. Okay. Actually, yeah, I've just been really afraid. And that's okay. You just admit and own that. So let's look at this now. You've got a clear customer, someone who has been successful online. They're putting off YouTube, but they know it would be good for them. So now you're going to need to create some content to indoctrinate the folks like me. Wait, pause before we go into that. Yeah. I have a question. One of the reasons why I haven't centered my marketing around those people is because there is fear. Because typically someone who's already a big influencer on another platform and is already running a business, making money, they also come along with a very largely packaged ego. And when you're starting a YouTube channel from zero, it takes some time to build. It's not an overnight process. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you have a video that goes totally viral, but the odds of that and the systemization of that are nearly impossible. So like the challenge with those particular people and the reason I'm scared and I haven't just gone after that like top top tier type of client is because I'm afraid of the ramifications of it not working overnight because it never does, almost never does. It takes time. It's a long play. And Even in explaining that, like last week, I had a call with one of these ideal clients, actually. And like quick start personality, go, 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 had a launch, had this, had this other thing, like just all these things, right? And I'm like, well, YouTube is a long play. This isn't going to be an overnight process. And she literally told me, she was like, well, then why would I do it? Why would I do it when I can just go speak on a stage to a thousand people and make, you know, multiple six figures that way? And I asked her, I was like, okay, well, how many of those thousand people are you actually enrolling? And she said, it was like, I forget the numbers. It might've been 150 people. She's like 30 to 50 of them are signing up for sales calls. And we enroll like 10 to 15. And I was like, okay, so what happens to the other, you know, hundreds of people? Where do they go? And she's like, 
I don't know, they just go off into the ethers. I'm like, so YouTube is your strategy to continue to nurture those relationships because just because someone wasn't ready to buy right when you were speaking on stage does not mean that they won't come back to you in a year, two years from now and be ready to buy then. And right now you're just sending them off into the ethers to go back into, you know, a space where other people are nurturing relationships like that. So like I had to explain this to her. I'm like, this is not going to be a one day, one month type of project. This is like the long-term foundation of your business and it will generate revenue. It's hard to quantify how much. There's so many varying factors. So it's hard with YouTube because, you know, there are so many varying factors. There's, are you good on camera? What industry are you in? Well, how are your funnels converting? Like there's so much that goes into it, right? So I just wanted to bring that up before we move into the next step, because this is a big reason why I haven't solely focused on that, on those types of people, because especially with a quick start type personality, they just want results and they want them yesterday. It's like, okay, we can get you results, but you got to like cool your jets, dude. Like this is a long play and it will likely double or triple your business with less work. You know what I mean? Like, do you hear what I'm saying? Yep. I'm feeling and hearing. So how could you get them a quick result in like the first 30 days? How could you innovate your process? And just even pose the question, how could we get them amazing results in the first 30 days? They'd have to run ads, most likely. Right. Could they product launch their first few videos to their audience? Like build up anticipation (laughs) to launch in the video? I mean. Yeah. So that's what one of my clients now is doing. Her next launch is going to be focused on being launched through YouTube. So how it happens is much less important than the fact that we're really clear that you're like, okay, you're listening to your customers. They're saying they want fast results. And you sit there and you use your genius brain and instead of whining, you figure out how to do it. That will be huge for you. And also somewhat difficult. And also like, no, I don't want to do that. No, YouTube's a long game and you're just going to look at your own beliefs and figure out how do you get huge wins in 30 days? And like, that's the question. You just think about that, obsess about it until you figure out. You'll crack some code. You'll have some process that'll work with it. Then when you're talking to these folks, you can say that, like, listen, YouTube's a three-year strategy. And in three years, your business will triple what it is now. If you do YouTube, like I tell you. In three years, it'll triple. So this is going to require you to think a little bit longer than the survival-based thinking many of us are addicted to. Next, we're going to get you some big wins in the first 30 days, but that's going to carry you. And then we're going to give you a strategy to carry you on for the next three years. And this strategy will only take you three hours per week to add to your blah, blah, blah. That's how you would probably want to talk about it. So without even knowing it, you might be being arrogant. Like we all have it as business owners. We all have unconscious arrogance and we can detect it whenever we turn our nose up at something a customer is asking for. No, no, you can't have that. You can't have that. Like if you give them the thing they're asking for, your life will be a lot better. It's going to require you to innovate. You're not going to be able to rely on what you currently have. You'll create some innovation. But if you really listen to your customers and give them what they're asking for, dude, it'll be amazing. I'll give you an example. So like one of my processes inside of the program where we teach at Start From Zero is like, okay, you got to go out and find a painful problem. That means you got to send emails out to industry people. You got to schedule calls with them and you got to hop on the phone with them. And then you got to talk to them and you got to ask them questions about their day. That process is a nightmare for people. Only the people that really want it bad enough ever do it. Those that don't want it bad enough, maybe get two days in before they give up. But unless you're really committed, you just don't do it. And it works really well if you throw yourself into the process. Looks like I'm sure the YouTube thing would for you. 
I sat there and I whined for like five years. I'm like, just get on the phone and talk to people. Like it was so annoying. Oh, you want a fast, easy result? Do you want this overnight? Do you just want a little button you can push to make money? Like that's inside my head. You know? it's, like, it's like, God, that's it. It's like, get off your butt and do the work. The weight's on the ground. Pick it up and do your reps, right? Like I'm angry about it, you know? And then I'm like, okay, hold on a second. This is really hard for people. A lot of people are falling off. Only the people that are really serious actually end up doing something with this. So what I've done is I've hired a cold caller. I gave him a script and he called and set up appointments. And then he called and ran these idea extraction calls as a system. And after three weeks of him running it, he comes back to me with three to four paying ideas. I don't even have to do anything. You think my students love that? Being able to run a system like that? Everything's better. I'm happier. Students are happier. They learn how to think systematically. They learn how to outsource as an entrepreneur. But it took me like five or six years of like whining and bitching and realizing I was unconsciously being arrogant. The same intelligent drive that did at 24 that created that path, you want to turn that on and really start listening to your customers. You'll enjoy it more. You'll hate it at first. You'll resent them. Then you'll do it. And you're like, dang, I should have done this a while ago. Yeah, I guess I'm just lost on for those people what their 30-day wins would be. Yeah, it doesn't need to be known right. I bet it's pretty close to the same thing. I mean, it may be different, but maybe that's part of the process. We define your 30-day win. Here are the five choices that people usually pick. You can pick yours, right? And you know how the universe works now. Like when you're 24 and you started having success, your business existed inside of you before it was ever a physical reality. Is that right? Yes. Right? Like before your business was ever in front of you, held in your hand virtually on the internet, you felt it congruently inside your body, correct? Correct. Right. So you didn't know certain things, but you knew you'd have it. Yeah. That same thing works wonders here. You know mm -hmm. with certainty, 30 days you want to create an epic win for their YouTube channel. So maybe one of the fastest ways to get more people to buy stuff is actually to address objections. It's not to try to sell harder. It's not to try to become more persuasive. It's either show more results of people just like them doing it and or address objections. So you have a 30-day sequence where over the next 15 days, every other day, one video for the top 15 objections goes out live. In 30 days, they got 15 videos over 15 objections. It ends up boosting their sales, blah, 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 blah. Like that could be one. But you know, I'm so excited about what you're doing because there's so many applications because Facebook Messenger's here. It's got high open rates. Instagram's here. You could have people follow you there. But email seems to be the same turtle, but it's always walking. It's always consistent. <laughs> it's almost always stable. Like email just seems to be like the staple. Like if you had a 50,000 person likes on Facebook, but then all of a sudden like, oh, sorry, we're demoting the Facebook pages. And like, what the, f what is this? That was my asset. Well, no, it's not. It's built on Facebook. You have no control. But an email list and a YouTube channel, those things are pillars and rocks. So you're building your business on sand, you're building it on pillars and rocks. You know, I've got a remarkable software company and it's so stable, it's so profitable. And it doesn't depend on anyone or anything to be that way, fully independent. And I think with this woman that was saying like, well, blah, 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 I could just go give speeches. And you ask her, well, what's your life vision? Do you wanna continue trading time for money or do you wanna build equity so you can be free? Because if you don't want to build equity and become free, then you should keep doing what you're doing. This wouldn't be a fit for you. I am for folks that value freedom and value building equity 
over finding the biggest thing to make them money right now. That's so good. Oh my God, that resonates with so many people. Right, because she's not really an entrepreneur, in my opinion. Like I would tell her, this is like, listen, yeah, you identify as entrepreneur, you have your own business, but listen, you're more of a technician because you only make money if you trade your time. That's not entrepreneur. Technicians trade time for money. Entrepreneurs trade time for freedom. That's a technical term called equity, which means they have to have a little bit of patience, a little bit of vision, a little bit of foresight. And you wouldn't say that to her like that. But between you and I and everyone else listening, don't trade your time for money, no matter how much it is, unless you actually have to have it. If you're financially safe right now and you don't need more money, do not trade time for it. Trade your time to build equity. So I've also got a stat that you could use. But back in the day when I was experimenting with marketing, my value per visitor on an advertisement was like 35 cents. My value per visitor on a Google search result, like on the natural search results, was like 85 cents. And my value per visitor, if someone watched a YouTube video and clicked on the link, was over $1.50. So which game do you want to play, right? So these are the videos I would make. So you want to indoctrinate these very successful business people with compassion, but also with sternness. So you say, you know, you want to, what kind of legacy do you want to build? So I know you're focusing on sales today, but where do you want your business to be a couple of years from now, right? So you have like kind of an indoctrination series of videos, and then you can have a free course for those that aren't your ideal customer. Like you literally could just like, sorry, I only work with people who have attained mastery in some area online. If you haven't done that yet, you can take my free course over here. And you just send them over there. That way they're still helped. And then the people that really take to that free course, you could then enroll and charge them. But a lot of them won't. And so why waste your time in the first place? So you have another launch video is this woman, the sales call with this woman. This is an epic launch video. That's a great piece of content, especially if you wanted to go after public speakers, right? You target public speakers with that story, and then you just literally show them the math. They'll feel stupid if they don't get on YouTube. So making this pretty applicable, what seeds do you feel like have been planted today? That the work that I'm doing on the highest levels should be reserved for the people who are also playing on the highest levels. What else? What other seeds have been planted today? That this is all my own doing. Yeah, I guess I'll have to sit on this one, but the pricing structure, it might be the customer that I'm allowing in. What do you mean, might? Is. <laughs> uh, get your fear out of here. You like these easy sale customers that end up being a pain in the butt. Easy to buy, pain to fulfill. What other seeds have been planted? Those are three. I really like the messaging around building equity because that is what it is straight up. It's like having internet real estate. Yeah. Each video is a little house. It's amazing. Like your little Airbnbs, you know? Each video is an income stream. Holy crap. Is that true? Dang. Yeah, of course. Why do you think I'm so obsessed with it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Every video on YouTube is an income stream. Oh, I've been so pissed about doing YouTube myself. It's like, I'm not putting YouTube videos on the internet. It's a waste of time. I'm not going to be going on video. I don't want anybody to see me. Da, 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 da. Hey, Dane, each video on YouTube could be a long-term income stream for you. Okay. I think I can figure this out now. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I just, I honestly can't believe not everyone is doing it. It's because you have been crap at explaining it. Mm. That's a good point. I think not on like direct calls, obviously, but when from a marketing perspective, that message has not permeated out there from me. I could definitely get better at describing that for sure. How to add 100 new income streams in the next year. That'd be a little over two videos a week, which is a lot. I'd bump it down to 50. Yeah, 
how to add 50 income streams in the next year. There's a YouTuber online and he only does one video a month, but he left his job at NASA and now he just makes bank. But his videos are really funny and thought out. Like he's got like, you know how people like steal packages on the front doorsteps that get delivered? Mm -hmm. Like, so he would like set these packages out that like look really sexy. Like they got technology on the outside of them and everything. And then they'd open them up and it'd be this big old fart explosion and like confetti. <laughs> and it would just shoot all over their face. And then a cop scanner would be like, cops call, we're going to get this perpetrator down. And like, they're like, what the, <laughs> you know, and like he has everything thought through. He's got pictures. He takes pictures of the villain. And then, of course he has to blur them out because, you know. But like he'll spend a whole month on a video like that. And he just does 12 videos a year and they get like 40 million views each. Wow. What's his name? I can't remember. But if you Google like guy leaves NASA to start a YouTube channel, you'll find him. And then there's a guy like David Dobrik, who I recently found on YouTube. And that guy makes so much money. He's got a sponsor that literally just buys all of his friends cars. And he just gives them cars. Yeah, it's nuts. That's yeah. a whole different world, though. That's like the video influence route versus video for business. It's very different. I love this YouTube stuff. I'd like to talk with you off channel to see if it could fit for my situation and how it could plug in. But let's think about your next action steps. So here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to open up a Google Doc sometime and write out a very authentic, straight from the gut Liz sales letter that's like two to three pages of a Google Doc targeted towards successful business owners that are not on YouTube. Businesses that make X number of dollar per year or Instagram influencers with 50,000 or more or whatever it is. And then like you have that as Google Doc. Then I want you to find 10 to 20 influencers and tell them you're thinking about creating a program to help them and ask them for their feedback and let them look at the Google Doc and just ask them for their feedback. You basically, you can even ask them, how much do you want this thing on a scale of one to 10 when you read it? Like a four and you're like, oh, well, what would it take to make it a 10? They're like, well, if it did, da, 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 da. And you just keep updating it until the next person that reads it says, I'm in, I want it. That's how I make my programs irresistible. Love it. Does that sound actionable? Yeah, definitely. It's a great idea, Dane. You got it. Good job. Thank you. If people want to look you up, how do they find you? You can find me at lizdoesvideo.com or on Facebook, Liz Germain. Cool. Good job. So listen, if you'd like to offer feedback on this episode, we would treasure that. Let us know what you want more of and what you want less of for the show. And we'll make sure we try to incorporate that. You can email the feedback to hello at startfromzero.com. Just put feedback in the subject line. Now, if you'd like to build a $20,000 per month business minimum, I've got a friend who actually does this every single month. Some months he makes as much as $87,000 in a month. I asked him about it and he told me, man, if I can do this, anybody can do it. So we've turned this into a fully comprehensive course that you can take to learn how to quickly build a $20,000 per month business. If you'd like information on that, you can go to startfromzero.com and on the homepage, you'll find a link to it. Now, if you've been struggling to take action, if you really feel there's more for your life, but you know you're going to need to take action to do it, but taking action is so difficult, you just can't seem to get yourself to do it. We have a wonderful free tool. You can find it at startfromzero.com forward slash DJP. And if you go there within 20 minutes of applying the process, you'll find yourself wanting to play the game, wanting to step in the game, and wanting to take action. I use DJP for myself all the time with things like figuring out revenue models, 
figuring out lead capture systems, figuring out how to hire someone. If I'm ever stuck with a difficult action, I'll actually apply DJP because what it does is it wakes up a deeper intuition, a deeper wisdom, so we can actually do something really cool instead of stay stuck. So that's it. Please rate the show. Please subscribe and go on and listen to the next episode. Let's do this.